Let's make one thing clear. The overhyped Bitcoin is worth absolutely nothing. Want some proof? Stay tuned. I'm going to tell you what Bitcoin is. Again, I'll start from the Stone Age. Back then, life was less complicated. Being rich actually meant having a full stomach, a bare skin, a javelin, a warm corner in a cave, and maybe a couple of slaves. All those things could be easily traded for another. If you collected too much firewood, you could exchange it for some mammoth jerky. Sick and tired of mammoth meat? Give the excess to your neighbor and take one of his best stone axes he makes. You can't make them yourself because perhaps you just aren't evolved enough. It was a reasonable strategy. But the exchange rates were unstable. At a certain historical moment, mammoths decided to stick to a child-free lifestyle. And at the same time, many people had mastered the skill of axe-making. It crucially influenced the Stone Age market. Slaves also died from time to time. This also reduced their price. Food, animal skins, primitive tools – all those things were primary values. People needed them to provide a living. At the same time, finding a party to trade with was incredibly difficult. As for me, I don't like jerky at all. And actually, none of my friends or neighbors really do. Therefore, if I wanted to trade a sack of dried meat, which I had inherited from my belated relative, it would be quite difficult to do, since there aren't any jerky fans in my area. On top of that, even sublimated foods tend to expire. That thing has very odd food habits. Okay, eventually, people realized they needed some universal trade medium. Throughout world history, people tried to invent a universal value many times. For example, some tribes would use squirrel skins, which could be used for making clothes, and that actually made them a primary value. But once, in ancient Africa, the locals started to use a thing that had no intrinsic value at all. Cowrie seashells were harvested in the Maldives Islands and Sri Lanka. They were rarely found on the African coast. It took a lot of effort to find the shells and many people had to be involved in the process. It was the only reason why they were so valuable. The cowrie currency was so popular that it remained in circulation until the 19th century. Moreover, this classical Chinese character literally depicts a cowrie shell. It means money. Nevertheless, the most popular universal value of all time is gold. It's fungible. It can be cut into pieces. It can be molded into blocks or coins. And it has some intrinsic value. You can use it for making jewelry, dishes or artificial teeth. Hi, handsome. At first, the price of nearly every world currency was tied to some measure of gold. Later, governments decided that they could get away without noble metals. From the 1930s, the value of money had been determined by treaties. Yes, people just decided on a certain currency cost, and that was it. There's nothing behind the American dollar, euro or pound, except for the power of the country which emits the money and the confidence of the people in the stability of the state. For many years, it was the only possible currency concept. Until the almighty Bitcoin emerged. They say it all began on the 18th of August 2008, when the domain name bitcoin.org was registered. Later that year, some person who named himself Satoshi Nakamoto issued a paper titled Bitcoin – a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. That was the new financial bible which changed finance as we used to know it. Peer-to-peer -peer means that all the transactions of this currency are made in a network of equal interconnected nodes. 
To make the system reliable and well-secured, all the transaction data is placed in a blockchain. We have already explained what it is. If you missed it, just click a link below. All the users of the Bitcoin system have their copies of the ledger which contain the data of all transactions made. For example, if you pay a Bitcoin for some good, the information of the transaction will be reflected in the ledgers of all the Bitcoin holders. This is called mining, the process which turns electricity and computing power into money. Every money system needs a great amount of calculation. Your computer could probably do a part of them, but for real business, you need large machines. You own one of this? You are already a millionaire. New coins are the reward for these calculations. That's why such installations are called mining farms. They literally mine these coins. You might ask, what are the expenses? First, equipment. Miners used to build a setup of gaming video cards to work for them. Now they have developed a specially designed device called ASIC. It usually costs over 1500 bucks. Second, power supplies. Each of these bees is as much as $500 per year in pure electricity. And you need a great many of them. Well, the business is still profitable. The funniest thing is that setting aside all that digital stuff, Bitcoin is nothing more than a modern version of a cowrie shell. They are very much in common. They both have no intrinsic value. They aren't supported by any state. The only thing that makes them so valuable is that they are difficult to harvest. And you have to apply so much effort to get them. Also, the one difference is that you need to employ people to collect shells, while coin mining is performed with machines. But you know, there's still some magic behind this remarkable phenomenon. The first miners agreed that the starting price of 10,000 BTC was equivalent to a couple of Papa John's pizzas. In several years, it achieved the top exchange rate of more than $19,000 per one Bitcoin. How did this happen? Why? And who the hell is that Nikomoto fellow? A thing I know the answers. Be patient, next time I'll tell you everything I know about that. The most interesting part is still to come. And bye for now.